The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. This is Cheryl Dawson with Ken Dawson and Margaret Feinberg, author of What the Heck Am I Going to Do With My Life? And we've got a very interesting show for you today. Um... Ken and our guests are uh, coming to us from Denver, and I'm here in Houston, so we got the country covered today. In an environment of accelerated organizational change, restructuring, and layoffs, there are a lot of people wondering about their job security, and many are faced with seeking their next uh, job opportunity. There are also those who are returning to school to gain new skills and credentials to be more marketable. In such an environment of uncertainty, a lot of people asking, well, what the heck am I going to do with my life? Whether you're 20, 40, or 60, the question is still appropriate. Throughout the stages of our lives and careers, we have to consider where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. With us today to talk about an effective approach to answering that universal question is Margaret Feinberg. And before we introduce Margaret, let me share just a little bit about her background uh, she is uh, an author and speaker who lives in Morrison, Colorado, near Denver, and she has written nearly a 1,000 magazine articles and more than a dozen books, including 20-something, Surviving and Thriving in the world, Real World, uh, along with uh, What the Heck Am I Going to Do With My Life. These have established her as an expert on engaging the next generation, as well as people of all ages who connect with her relational teaching style. She is a popular uh, speaker at churches and leading conferences such as Fusion, Catalyst, and Lead for Now. Margaret invites people to discover the relevance of God in His Word in a modern world. Audiences love her ability to connect the practical with the spiritual. She is recently, recently named by Charisma Magazine as one of the 30 emerging voices who will help lead the church in the next dec- decade. Welcome, Margaret. It is great to be with you here on a beautiful day in Colorado. Okay. Well, it's beautiful here, too, but probably not as cool. <laughs> and Ken, you're with us? I'm sorry? I just wanted to make sure you're with us. I am here, and Margaret, I want to uh, let you know that, as I mentioned earlier, I am in Thornburg, which is just north of Denver, and it is absolutely beautiful here in Colorado. Margaret, is uh, Fusion, the Glenn Beck Connection... No, it's actually out of an organization out of Dallas called RightNow.org. Okay. And um, they help match up people who want to use their um, gifts and their talents to serve overseas. They help walk individuals on a one-by-one basis to find out how they can maybe match up what their gifts and, and the unique talents that they have to places that need them to serve um, abroad. 
one of the things that I was uh, hoping to share with you, Margaret, and this would be a good time as any, is to uh, talk a little bit about uh, not just the markets for the young people in America, but with the downturn in the economy and the very difficult time young people are having, what is your experience in um, their dealing with jobs. Our book, Job Search the Total System, deals with uh, better job, better pay, better life. And uh, Cheryl and I are very interested in your take on where kids are today, how they're viewing the marketplace, and how we can help them. Yeah, I think um, flexibility is crucial right now. Um, I think with the, the highly competitive job market, it's important for young adults, whether they're in college, graduating from college, just a few years out of college, really being flexible and being willing to be patient to take whatever job that they can land at this point and recognize that um, it's an incredibly competitive market. I know a lot of young people are, um, one of the things they're doing just in a very practical way is choosing to move back in with their parents during this transition time. Um, a recent Monster.com survey found that 60% of college graduates plan to move back in with their parents after graduation. And so what that's doing for a lot of young adults is providing kind of a buffer time um, as they send out job applications, as they, they wait for those opportunities and those doors to open. Well, that's a good good advice, uh, Margaret. And part of it is, uh, especially for the, the young folks coming out of college, and we work with a lot in that age group as well, many of them are... Um, uh, taking advantage of our resources online, but also uh, referred to us by their parents who have actually been through our outplacement programs. But asking that important question of, you know, just what do I want to do with my life? And why do you perceive that as such an important question to readdress throughout your career? Well, I think it's a question that often we tend to think of, you know, maybe that's something that somebody in high school or college is wrestling with, but I honestly believe it's a question that just does not go away. Um, no matter what age or stage in life you're in, whether you're right out of college, whether you've finally acquired that magical five years of work experience on your resume, whether maybe you're in a transitionary period, whether you're getting married, maybe you're choosing to have children, um, maybe looking at a move to a different area of the country, maybe moving from maybe a more urban to a more rural or vice versa, whether you know, you're know you older and you're looking at long-term strategies or retirement, this question of what the heck am I going to do with my life, it just doesn't go away. Even after retirement, we think, okay, now that we have this incredible commodity called time, how am I going to choose to spend that time? Where am I going to choose to invest you know, myself and the gifts and the talents that I have? Well, I certainly agree with that, and and it's important because you don't want to just kind of float through life. And uh, I read a statistic the other day, I forget what the source was, um, where they were looking at how many people have goals. And it was just astonishing, astonishing to me the very low percentage that have goals. And it's really tough to set goals for yourself if you haven't considered you know, what you're good at, what you enjoy, what your passion are, and, and many of the, the topics that we're going to be dealing with today. It's true, and I think one of the things regarding, you know, the goal side of it is just that for a lot of people, especially even children growing up, there's this expectation that these things that they see in life, whether they're portrayed, you know, in movies or in television or even just looking around in their, in their just everyday world, they think these things will naturally happen, maybe without setting goals or without trying to achieve I have a friend who um, teaches elementary school, and she had her students. These are just, you know, kindergarten, first, second graders, 
draw out in, on pieces of paper what they thought that their life would look like, kind of in a timeline. And as these, you know, just, you know, six, seven, eight-year-olds were drawing, they literally had, you know, go to, go to college. Some of them even had written down, you know, Ivy League school, um, you know, going out, getting married shortly afterwards for the, these young girls, you know, having three children. I mean, they had their lives completely mapped out from just six, seven, eight years old of what it was going to look like. And yet many of those in their 20s or 30s would push back and say, in fact, my life looks a whole lot different than I anticipated it to. Margaret, one of the things that's exciting about being here in Colorado is the opportunity to uh, visit with some of our friends. Um, I mentioned to you earlier that we have good friends in Boulder, Colorado, who uh, actually uh, were our friends in Houston and moved down here, developed a business, were sold a business, or in a very, very happy living in this beautiful country. Uh, we talked about uh, the University of Colorado in Boulder and then, of course, Colorado State and Fort Collins. Do you do work with universities and help students with their uh, uh, careers? We've, um, I've been a speaker several times right here in Denver at Colorado Christian University, which is actually, I think, one of the only Christian universities in this area of the mm-hmm. country, and I've spoken there several times and actually talked um, to some of the students just about this issue as they're setting out in life um, and, and what they're planning to do. And that's just been really encouraging and very, um, it's enjoyable, and it's fun to hear the dreams and the hopes and the questions and the struggles. As, as you kind of tap into that, that subject, one of the things that we're just seeing is just the students graduating with so much student loan debt. You know, today the average college graduate is graduating with about $20,000 in student loan debt um, and then an additional $10,000 in credit card debt that they've accumulated along the way, whether they're buying textbooks, whatever it may be. And the pressure for a lot of them now is when they graduate not just to have a job but to have a career to have that thing that's going to help them pay back those student loan debts because basically as soon as they accept a diploma, you know, the clock starts ticking on those interest payments. And so I think there's a lot of pressure today for college graduates. And then look at the amount of additional debt they're going to be inheriting from Washington, D.C. Okay. I mean, we're not talking billions (laughs) or billions, but trillions. It is a lot of stress, though, and there are a lot of changes in our culture that also impact the choices people make. We mentioned people going back home to uh, relieve a little bit of that um, uh, financial stress. What are some other changes that you see in our culture that uh, have impacted this, this question that people ask? You know, I think 20 or 30 years ago when people got a job, it was largely that. It was a job. It was someplace that they went, they worked 40 hours a week, and they came home with a paycheck. They often stayed at that job or at that company for 20 or 30 years, retiring, collecting this thing that is a foreign concept to my generation known as a pension, and that was the plan for their lives. And yet I think that for many in in this younger generation coming into the workplace, they don't just want a work, a paycheck. They're looking for so much more. They're looking for a job that hopefully uses and utilizes their talents and their gifts and their interests and their passions. They're looking for a job where maybe they get to be part of a team and they get to be part of a group of people who preferably are making a difference in the world. A lot of them want to be part of a job where, you know, they're environmentally conscious um, at every level, where they're doing something that really contributes to the betterment of society. And if you could throw in a big fat paycheck and two weeks or preferably three in Hawaii every year, that would be even better. And so I feel like when young 
people are coming into the workplace, they're looking at a job not just as a matter culturally of what people do, but really as a matter of who they are. And so often in today's culture, there's a shift where it's not just the paycheck, but the job is a reflection of a person's identity. And that is a lot of weight for any job or any job title or any business card, so to speak, to carry. And so I think that weight, um, yeah, the weight that our jobs and our professions carry today in our culture is a lot a lot greater. And well, Margaret, the thing that's interesting out here is uh, I see a tremendous difference in the culture, a, a tremendous difference in employers relative to those that are receptive to exactly what you're talking about in Houston, for instance, where it's very much bottom line oriented, oil and gas and all of it and all the rest of it. So that's our break coming up, but uh, we're going to perhaps explore that a little bit in our next segment. We'll be back shortly, so don't go away. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com. Thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success, better job, better pay, better life. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. 
Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Margaret Feinberg, author of What the Heck Am I Going to Do With My Life? And uh, as we came up on the last segment there, Margaret, you were talking about the many pressures that uh, really impact people, especially the young people coming out of colleges. And I know that expectations are really high uh, for them, uh, sometimes unrealistic expectations, and then they have the pressure of a very competitive job market. And then add to that just the speed of things, the speed of change and our technology. Um, in keeping all of these things in perspective, what do you think is the most important thing for someone to do as they consider their option? I, I think one of the really um, excuse me for one second. I think one of the really important things is to remember that it takes you know it can it takes time to kind of maybe get where you want to and to discover what you really want to do. Um, I talked to so many friends who maybe they majored in you know, education or they, or they studied a certain profession or is, you know, majored in a certain topic, and now that they've graduated, those jobs aren't available or maybe they, they were able to land those jobs and within three to six months woke up and went, you know what, this really is not what I wanted to do. And so I think that um, the important thing is to remain flexible, to recognize that even if you can't do that thing that you love in your full-time job, you may be able to do it in a side part-time job, you may be able to do it in your free time, there are still ways to tap into those things that you really want to do to develop those skills, to hone them. But your first job out of college or maybe your second one is probably not going to be the job of your dreams. Well, I think that's very important to, to realize that there is a learning curve that all of us need to go on. Even after college, we've got that degree or even in some cases multiple degrees. Uh, just the, the um, reality of the marketplace interacting with uh, coworkers, um, learning to work as a team, all some of the things that you mentioned, it takes time to develop that uh, rapport and understanding. And what I find is a lot of young people really appreciate the importance of having a mentor and someone to help them along the way when they get into an organization. Are you finding that as well as you talk to the young people? Very much. And I'm constantly encouraging young people to talk to people in the professions that they want to pursue. I think often we have a tendency to romanticize professions or jobs. You know, um, I recently got back from, you know, doing filming some segments over in Israel, and people were just like, was that just the most amazing time that you had? 
And it was good, but I was gone for 10 days and worked 12-hour days every day in the beating sun. And that that's more a reality portrait of what the work looks like than maybe the romantic vision that some people may give it. And I think that often in jobs and professions, we tend to romanticize what people do, not aware of what the 9 to 5 is, which is why what you're suggesting of having a mentor, you know, calling in those favors of maybe it's family friends who are in a certain you know profession, asking them, hey, would you be willing to go to lunch with me? Sit down with them. Hear more of the daily, day-to-day and the practical side of it so that you have more of a um, well-balanced perspective and and healthy expectations going in. You know, it makes me think of the um, section in Burke towards the end where you talk about the myths and just uh, being, you know, realistic and knowing that you're not going to love every single thing you do every single minute of the day. And there are going to be challenging times and there are going to be things that you're going to have to do that you may not, not necessarily really enjoy doing. It's true. And they're going to be part of your jobs that don't play to your natural strengths. I mean, I think I don't think it's realistic to think every single aspect of your job is going to be just what you love and your passion. I know, you know, in writing, I enjoy writing and I enjoy creating, but the editing side of the process is not a whole lot of fun. And when it comes to aligning footnotes, ew. So, you know, I think that there are those realities in every job um, that will be, there will be things that we don't enjoy doing, but it's part, it's part of what we do. Margaret, at the same time, we... uh, we're from Houston, of course. Oil and gas is huge in Houston. But in Denver, oil and gas is huge as well. Uh, on my VIP tour, one of the things I mentioned to you earlier is meeting with a very successful executive who uh, started out in a very similar uh, scenario where he was going to school. He was a petroleum engineer and, and worked his way up the engineering ladder and became an entrepreneur and, as a result, became very successful and very wealthy, and money was important to he and his wife. was not important to everyone. But at the same time, our approach is better job, better company, better pay, and a better life. And that's what uh, many of our students believe in and follow. And that's exactly what our book is all about and our career development is all about. That's what I'm here to do is uh, meet with and talk to students as well as uh, veterans and I believe that there are many students out there, many of our listeners right now who are saying, wow, I'm really excited about this, and I really do want to work harder, smarter, longer, and have better job, better pay, and a better life. Well, Ken, of course, is speaking about Job Search, a total system, and we've literally seen tens of thousands of people accomplish their goals, even in tough markets, uh, by being better prepared, uh, by doing some of the things that, Margaret, you're talking about in your book, uh, to explore where your good, where your best fit is, and um, not only where your passion is, uh, but what are all those natural talents. And you talk in one section of the book about some of the factors that tend to push people uh, into directions that maybe may not may not be the right fit. Can you describe what some of those are? Yeah, um, a handful of those. One of them, a big one, is the family factor. Um, so often, our parents or um, those in our families have expectations of what we might do. Um, and, and sometimes those can be healthy expectations, and they can push us to you know, work harder and better and longer and be more efficient. At the same time, they can be negative. If they're pushing us and there may be a career direction that we just have no interest in, we don't enjoy, we don't want to do, um, a second one is the money factor. And that can go either way where we just consider money just not a factor at all and swing
swing to that extreme of the pendulum, or another one would be to say, I'm only going to work for money um, and not consider, you know, whether this is life-giving, whether this is a, a healthy lifestyle that I'm, you know, looking to embrace, et cetera. Um, so I think those are two huge ones. I think another one that's important to look at is the talent factor. And sometimes people um, maybe look and say, you know what, I'm, I'm not worried if I have a gift in this. I'm, I'm only going to go for the paycheck rather than realizing that talent should be an important factor that we look at to say, hey, is this something that, that I'm gifted in or that I can grow in? Because it's important, I think, professionally to look at things, you know, is this something that's going to keep me engaged where I'm going to want to do this for the next 5 or 10 or 15 years. I, I, I see a long-term vision where I can grow, not just professionally, but personally. So I think those are a handful of factors that, that are good to look at. But you know what, uh, it's, uh, it's so important to have kids realize that it's not necessarily one or the other, but if they do work harder, smarter, longer, and they really do an assessment and focus and all the rest of it, they can indeed have the best of all worlds by really earning it and deserving it. And our listeners today are so concerned about all the negativity in the world and the newspaper and the TVs. And at the same time, it's critical for us to say to them, there is a huge amount of opportunity out there. If you're willing to put in the time and the effort and really go at it, the world could be your oyster, but it's not going to be handed to you. You have to deserve it and earn it and go for it. And that's exactly where we're coming from. And I think that in this kind of environment, the, the strength and the beauty of it is it really invites us to innovation. Exactly. It invites us to a place to be creative, to think outside the box, to maybe focus in on needs that we have never seen before and say, hey, is that a business opportunity? Is that a place where maybe, you know, there's a need that, that I could step in and fulfill and, and start something that could grow into a really successful business or company? And see, Margaret, example of that would be the entrepreneurial options, okay? Kids look at jobs today and they say, oh, you know, unemployment is bad and this is bad and that's bad. You know, those are full-time jobs. But what we're saying oftentimes to young students, people in middle age and even seniors is oftentimes – Going into contract work or consulting or buying a business or buying a franchise, something entrepreneurial oftentimes can really meet exactly what you want and go after it with a vengeance. And that's where oftentimes the best of all worlds can occur. It's true. You know, there was a study recently done um, in relevantmagazine.com, and they asked people, what keeps you from pursuing your dreams? And the number one answer was money. And about 35% of respondents said that. But the other concerns that popped up were fear of failure, being lazy, and other people standing in the way. Exactly. And I think the importance of looking beyond those and saying, you know what, you know, I, I'm going to look beyond these barriers to pursue the things um, that I really feel like I'm supposed to do or I really feel like I have a nugget of an idea that is incredible um, that could be an incredible business opportunity. And I travel around the country and I visit my family, and, and a large part of that is really doing research. And my experience is that people are really scared to death of taking that leap, taking that extra step, going the extra mile. Essentially, when we talk about in job searches for all of this, is better job, better pay, better life, but going with it, going after it with a vengeance. And just taking that first step and going after it is oftentimes the biggest barrier of all. It is. I've seen that um, in my own career as a writer. When I first started out, 
Um, I literally, I was living in Colorado. I was living like many college graduates today with my parents. And I thought if I could do anything with my life and if time and money were not factors, what would I want to do? Well, we're coming up on a break again, Margaret. We're going to pick up on that point when we get back. Uh, This is fascinating information, so stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Earn a better job for better pay and achieve a better life with Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition. And through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success better job better pay better life an ordinary sunny day an ordinary family's living room filled with an ordinary bunch of kids and they were doing nothing they were couch slouching they were rug imitating and lazy minute after lazy minute was passing them by when suddenly huh Hey guys, that's a personal foul. Inactive activity on a sunny day. Coming to the rescue was NFL running back Reggie Bush. Players on your lazy penalties. Let's play. Those kids, they listened to Reggie. They got up and play they did. There was fun and running. There were smiles and jumping. And laziness was crushed. Hey kids, don't get a lazy penalty. Kids, listen to Reggie and avoid lazy penalties. Be a player. Get up and play for an hour a day. Go online to check out smallstep.gov for fun playtime ideas. So you can be a player too. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Be a player. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are 
listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Margaret Feinberg, author of What the Heck Am I Going to Do With My Life? And... When we came up on uh, on the break there, we were talking about some of the things that can block an individual from um, going after their dream or um, going after the thing that, that they think they would love to do. And I had one client stepped in my office the other day, and uh, he's well into his career now, but he was uh, doing a retrospective, and he's saying, you know, when I came out of, even before I came out of high school, my father sat me down and told me, you know, you're never going to be able to do this and that, and uh, your your grades aren't good enough, so you ought to just be, you know, go work for one of the airlines here. You know, he was just just downplaying his capabilities and his potential. And uh, this particular individual had read a book about, um, I believe it was the Seven Sisters that came out about the oil and gas industry. And he said he so much fell in love with the industry when he read that book that he dismissed everything his father said and just pursued uh, what his interests were, and he's become very successful in his field. So I think, Margaret, you know, the point you were making, and Ken as well, that whatever it is that we love to do, we need to put those blocks uh, aside, be realistic uh, in terms of the marketplace and what our expectation is, but also don't give up on what is important to you. It's really true. I have a friend named Albert, and um, I'm sure you're familiar with the site Twitter. Oprah recently got on Twitter and gave it quite the national exposure. But it's a website, and early on, he started getting on the site and Twittering, just communicating these short little email messages to his friends and his followers. And he thought, you know what? I'm going to make a little T-shirt design called Eat, Sleep, Tweet. And so he made this website, and he he started it and just did it with a friend, and he thought, you know, we're going to give some of the money to make a difference helping drilling wells in Africa so people can have fresh water. And, you know, he sold, I believe, over 8,000 shirts on his, little, on his little site that he started with a simple design for a T-shirt. And I just think, wow. And I've, I've met him and I've talked to him. And he just said, you know, I was just doing it for fun. It was just something that I thought maybe a couple people would be interested in. And I've had, you know, just a tremendous response. And I think recognizing that sometimes when we step out there, um, these simple little ideas can really catch on and um, make quite a difference, not just, you know, in our careers and our professions, but, but even overseas and around the world, making the world a better place. Margaret, a very, simpler, or a very similar story is an uh, executive who was having very, very difficult time in his business. He was trying to figure out how to get business and how to market, and uh, he was sitting at the computer just totally frustrated, and his son came up and said, uh, what are you doing, Dad? And the dad said, well, son, I'm having a hard time, uh, you know, figuring out what it is I want to do, so... Sons, well, why don't you tell me about it? So his father explained to the son what he was doing, and the, and the kid said, uh, "Tell you what, let me uh, let me call a couple of my friends, and uh, maybe we can help you." To make a long story short, in 24 hours, his idea got half a million hits, wow. half a million hits, just because his son knew lots of friends, and through viral marketing, which you're very familiar with. His idea exploded, and this guy became very, very successful in a very short period of time just through using his son's idea and his friends and his network. And that's what it's all about. 
It really, it really is. And sometimes it's even just being willing to be creative or go the extra mile, you know, in this difficult economy. I have a friend, she's a dental hygienist. She is just excellent, top-notch at what she does. But because of the slowdown in the economy, all, you know, all different facets are being affected and some people are cutting back on whatever they can, including just basic dental care. So the office she's worked at has been gone down from, you know, five days a week down to three. Well, rather than sit back and bemoan the situation, she went out, put out her, you know, job applications, and she's been able to fill in with two different offices on the other two days that she wasn't working. And so I think, you know, whether it's, it's starting a new business or just figuring out, you know, what do I need to do to make things work in, in the profession that I'm already in, um, I, I think as we've touched on before, it's just a great time for creativity, innovation, and, and being willing to work and go that extra mile. Well, and you have an interesting uh, definition for innovation. Maybe you could share that with our listeners, Margaret. Yeah, in the book, What the Heck Am I Going to Do With My Life, um, I describe innovation almost in the form of a mathematical equation in that calling plus passion equals innovation. In other words, when we recognize that the reason that we are on this earth, um, which I ultimately believe is to love God and to love others, but when we combine that with our passion, whatever the unique DNA that God has given us, that it is just that thing that, that brings us alive, that when we fuse those two things, it brings us to a place of innovation. In other words, I think that when we look at ourselves even and we look at our own hands and our fingerprints, we recognize that our fingerprints do not match anybody else's on the planet. And when we touch something in this world, when we engage with it, we will have an impact that nobody else can um, and so that when we pursue those passions and those things that I believe are God-given, um, it does. It, it forces us into a place of creativity and innovation um, that can really make a difference in the world. And Margaret, our book, um, again, going back to it, and I'm sorry you haven't had a chance to look at it, That the ten chapters are all about that from for a student or any middle, middle-aged executive or, again, somewhat at the senior level. The 10 chapters basically walk you through the assessment process, looking at where you've been, where you are, where you're going, all the way through placement and every step in between. And, Cheryl, and my frustration is just that so many people are so uh, in need of those specific steps. It's great to have innovation, exciting ideas, and all the rest of it, but you've got to have the fundamental uh, steps and focus to go from step one to step two to step three and, and from follow it to the letter and make sure that what you do is done with the best you can possibly do. And it's amazing the success you can have just by doing it. Can you share some of the stories of just the success that you've seen from people who have gone through it? I'm sure you have stories of people who have started new businesses and Oh, boy, we could spend days, weeks, and months on that. Cheryl, why don't you give uh, Margaret one of your best friends? Well, one of, the, uh, one of them that comes to mind is just this last week, a uh, gentleman that Ken and I have known for many years. He's actually been through our outplacement program more than once. and It's not uncommon that you see people uh, as restructurings occur and, and different changes uh, in the marketplace that they're on the job market again. Uh, even, you know, when you're – this gentleman is over 60 – and yet, um, and he was just as petrified as the young person because he had obligations, he had commitments, he had a child still in college and so forth. And uh, he had to really persevere because the market is very tough now for his particular area of expertise. 
and um, he finally landed. You could see the um, uh, just the, the burden lifted off of him, and, and his face totally changed uh, from the stress situation to a relief and success once he had gotten his new opportunity. But he had to persevere and network and keep at it, very much like you mentioned, uh, Margaret, throughout your book. It's very much reinforcing of the importance of working hard, of having a plan and working that plan. I like in particular this expanded definition of innovation, Margaret, that you have that really helps people to realize that no matter what their particular preferences are, what their talents are, that by combining those and um, persevering with their plan, that there will be opportunities for them. And Margaret, what I'd like to do is, as opposed to sharing one with you, I'd like to just kind of give you a composite of tens of thousands that we've had over the years. Basically, what we say is this. If you are willing to work harder, smarter, longer, and I don't mean that from the standpoint of some employer beating you to death with a whip. I'm talking about looking at yourself and your family and your husband and your wife and your children, neighbors, friends, relatives, and saying to yourself, what can I do to make their life as good as it can possibly be? And even better, what legacy can I have that will cause me to be able to pass better job, better pay, better life to my children and their grandchildren? So it's success across the board and into the future. So to make a long story short, my best examples are those where someone has worked harder, smarter, longer, and they... and <laughs> Bob Bunker, the gentleman who wrote the preface to our book, is a good example. A senior executive out of Brown and Root was a two-star general in the Army, West Point graduate, photographic memory, brilliant across the board. He came in and said, okay, Dawson, better job, better pay, better life. You and I are going at one-on-one. And I said, bring it on. And for three months, he and I sat and worked his program to the to a fairly well. He had been a very successful general in the Army. He had been a very successful uh, executive in business, but he had never been an entrepreneur. So he and I sat down, and I walked with him, and Cheryl and I worked with him. And to make a long story short, extraordinarily successful, extraordinarily wealthy, loving, and buckhead outside of Atlanta. But that's an example of what virtually anyone can do within their element. And better job, better pay, better life. It's nothing more than going at it with a vengeance, having a vision, working harder, smarter, longer. We've seen examples where an individual come in and have two, three, four, five. My best example is a gentleman in Houston, Texas, who had seven offers, seven. And the biggest job we had was pairing some seven down to one. And to make a long story short, that one he chose tripled the salary and compensation package he had before. So that's the kind of success I'd like to share with our listeners. That that is awesome. I think um, I think along that that journey, I think sometimes people will encounter roadblocks, and yet those, as I talk in the next segment, can be incredible doorways to opportunity and further success. We'll pick up there. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
life, earn a better job for better pay, and achieve a better life. With Job Search, the total system, now in its third edition, and through a host of valuable online resources at www.tcsworldwide.com, thousands have successfully used these proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. One total system user shared, This is without reservation the best advice on job search available. I used it over my career and each time got a better position for substantially increased pay. Go to www.tcsworldwide.com and advance your career today. While you're on the site, please check out TCS University, which will bring you advanced resources like sample resumes, career assessment, total career success tracks, links to coaching services, and much more. Read Get Off the Treadmill, the total career success blog from Ken and Cheryl Dawson, and check out our online store for products relating to the book and total career success. Visit the website today at www.tcsworldwide.com. Total career success. Better job, better pay, better life. And now a weather update. Winds out of the south-southeast at 9 miles an hour. Citizens of America, this is a message from FeedThePig.org. Do not be alarmed. We are here to help you save yourself. According to public records, Americans spent more money than they earned in 2005. This is the first negative savings rate in the U.S. since the Great Depression. America, we must change our behavior. We need to stop spending every dime we earn and start feeding the pig. We must start putting away a piece of our paycheck. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. And yes, even consider cutting up a credit card. And we must tell a friend to do the same. America, to start moving in the right direction, we must start a movement. Join us at FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Log on to FeedThePig.org today. And for more traffic updates, brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please call toll free at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Ken and Cheryl Dawson with Margaret Feinberg, and we're talking about what the heck am I going to do with the rest of my life? And we've had some Really great discussion already, Margaret. And um, just before the segment, we talked about the uh, the overlap of preferences, talents, and opportunity. I love your heart-shaped diagram, uh, where you show the center of that heart is the overlap of those. And throughout one's life, there are going to be things that happen that causes to um, to find new opportunities. What are some of your recommendations uh, when you get to those those points in life? Goodness, I think um, 
first of all, your book sounds like an you know incredible resource to help walk through and to recognize that these transitions are going to happen time and time again. Um, and at each stage in age and life where that happens, there will be new things to assess in where we are in our you know relationships in our aging stage in life. Um, I think it's also important um, just to be prepared for some of just the reality checks that happen during those transitions as we kind of, you know, walk through and recognize that, you know, maybe the dream job isn't such a dream after all, um, to recognize that every job comes with a unique list of pros and cons. Um, I know for me one of the, the realities is simply I am not good at everything, even within my passion and the thing that I really love, which is writing and communicating. You know, there are strengths and weaknesses within there. Um, recognizing that not all doors open quickly, but some open at different times and being patient for those times and those moments of opportunity. Um, to recognize that it's normal to experience frustrations as we try to find that niche where we're supposed to be. Um, and also just to recognize that when we tap into those things that we love, we are naturally going to work harder and longer. Um, that, that that enjoyment in what we do is really like a secret fuel that, that helps us go further and to go longer than we would otherwise. Hey, Margaret, what is so exciting about what you're saying is, again, getting back to the book, we talk a lot about assessment. Second chapter, we talk about opportunal opportunities. But chapter three is about resumes. And resumes are absolutely critical to every single one of our listeners. And we always highly recommend that the resume you write is chronological because that's what employers are looking for. But in designing your resume, it is absolutely crucial that you have specific accomplishment statements that talk about what you've done that you really enjoy and you really love, but identifying the specific results and quantitative and or qualitative measurements. There's only two reasons why anyone hires anything for any reason, and that's to make them money and save them money. And that's exactly what our resume format does. So for any of our listeners at any level, when you do write your resume, always write it for the reader, for the employer, and answer the question, what have you done for your last employer in terms of bottom line impact? And I could talk about this forever, but that is exactly what any of our listeners should do, need to do, and have to do from this point forward to have better job, better pay, and better life. And also being able to articulate in the actual job interview those things. Exactly. Well, you speak about having a transformational life, Margaret, and I really like that because it, it makes you realize that whatever um, industry you're in, whatever job function, uh, whatever your particular niche is, you can still make a difference on the organization, on the team that you work with, and with, with individuals and so forth. Um, do you do you see that the the uh, combination of passion and calling can also be the strategic plan for an individual? I do. I also think that living now in 2009 and the upcoming years, the job market is more open to that than it's ever been. Um, we've seen how the green movement has in, uh, influenced companies around the world. Um, we see how the importance of letting people know how companies are giving back is becoming more important than ever, and, and they're advertising that. They're letting people know on their website. Um, they're becoming parts of different speaking up campaigns, um, whether it's you know breast cancer awareness, whether it's you know drilling for water in Africa. We see it on all levels of our society, and so I think that we as individuals 
whatever profession we may be in, whatever company we work for, there are more opportunities now than ever to, to speak up about how the ways that the businesses that we are engaged in can make a difference. And, Margaret, what is so critical about what you're saying is for everyone listening, all you really have to do is beat your competition. And what that means is whatever position you're applying for, whatever choice you make in life, look at your competition and become better than them in every way. Every single one of our ten chapters is an A-plus format, and we're saying be A-plus in every single thing you do. Never compromise, never take less than you should. Always be at your best in everything you do, and you will have better job, better pay, better life. Margaret, a lot of people at the end of a long career are concerned about leaving a legacy, and Ken referred to that earlier. How can we uh, ensure uh, that what we do will live with us? I think that's a great um, I think that... So often it is a matter of speaking out and speaking up about those things that are important to us when we are given those opportunities. I think it's also just looking for opportunities to give back, whatever that may be. Um, For instance, one of the passions of my husband, Leif, is a small camp in Durango called Crossbar X, and they work with at-risk youth. Um, throughout the summer. And so not only do we help support them financially, and we're excited because for the first time um, this spring they're able to buy a new bus to help kids who can't afford to get to camp to get there. But, you know, in June we're planning to go down for a week and spend a time with them. And that's something that will, I think, have an impact and live beyond ourselves. But at the same time there's a humility as we go, as the recognition is, is is not only are we going to be able to help make a difference there, but we know that by being there it's going to make a difference in our own lives because we're going to learn things and see things that we couldn't any other way. Indeed, we're not only transforming others, but we're being transformed as as we progress on that journey. You make a really profound statement in your chapter on balance, and if I could just read it, the danger in discovering what you want to do with your life before you figure out who you are as an individual is is that you can become what you do. What do you mean by that? I think in our culture, and we, we tapped into this at the first part of this interview, the idea that so, so much in our, in our wor- modern world has shifted from what we do is not just a job, but it's a piece of who we are. And, and while there's some health and some beautiful things that can come out of that, there's also a recognition that at the end of the day, our jobs are not who we are. You know, I believe that our individual identity is found in our relationship with God. Um, who we are is established, how we choose to live life by the character decisions that we make, by our relationships, by, by the life that we choose to live. And so that will never, ever be summed up by a job title. Um, it can never be summed up and put on a business card, but we are so much more than that. And, and to remember that. Um, at the well, end that, of the day, that is yeah. just superb. And we're going to be just closing here in a few seconds, so I want people to know where they can get a hold of your book, Margaret. People can go to www.margaretfeinberg.com um, to find out more information about the book. If, if your listeners are also on Facebook, I'm on Facebook under Margaret Feinberg. And for any Twitters, M.A. Feinberg, go ahead and follow me. Well, thank you very much for being with us today, Margaret. This is an exciting show. We thank you. And next week we have a fascinating interview with Kevin Saunders, who's overcome incredible obstacles. So join us next week as well. Margaret, thank you very much. Thank you. 
Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.